Let's go. What's up, everybody? Welcome to Binge Town TV. We are back with our coverage of Showtime's Dexter New Blood, episode seven, titled Skin of Her Teeth. <laughs> little little on the nose there, don't you think, James? A little bit. A little on yep. the teeth. So huge. Some things didn't turn out how I thought. Um, some with Iris's body and stuff. Others were exactly what we knew, right? Kurt is the killer. And we've got a little game of serial killer cat and mouse here. I was really surprised that Kurt made that huge assumption. I mean, he's correct, but I think that that was a little bit of a jump, a little bit of a leap, I guess you could say, for him to know that for sure already. What, the Dexter killed Matt? Yeah. Okay, let's just jump right into it. So if... Dexter didn't pick him up that day, which was a total coincidence. Dexter was not looking for Kurt Caldwell. Right. Would he have even known? Yeah. That- so so let's take a little pause here. OK, I want to give you your props because I said it was snow and you said it was ash and I said it was symbolism. It's actually ash. You were correct. So we confirmed that. But yeah, like you're saying, <laughs> it's. It's definitely a leap. We've been saying this in the entire season that they are taking certain leaps just to get us where we need to go. You know, we know that there needs to be a showdown between Kurt and Dex. And yes, it's definitely a leap that Kurt says, "Okay, the ashes thing. I'm going to go look at the whatever the incinerator thing was and find the titanium screw or screws because there's two of them. Yeah. And then we're going to say that Dexter's the killer. It's okay, but it's definitely a little bit of a leap. But we know that they wanted to have this showdown. This might be a one season show. It's rumors of season two, but for now, let's say it's a one season show to end the the series. You know, they have to make some leaps and I I was okay with it. But yeah, it it is definitely a little bit of a, a, a jump to have Kurt all of a sudden just be like, I know you killed Matt and I'm coming for you. So I loved the screws because that's, again, catching Dex off guard, right? He usually just dumps the whole body somewhere in full. Like when people found the bags in the ocean back in the day in Miami, like their bodies, he's not hiding anything. This was like he thought he got rid of all the evidence. I actually liked that twist. I didn't see it coming. I thought it was the gun. They like tried to burn the gun. That's what I said, too. Yep. Yeah, and it was actually like the screws inside of him. There was a serial number on the screw, too. But then yeah, again, I mean, there the, usually is. I, I'm pretty the cool sure. The thing about all of this is that Matt Daddy is not looking to turn Dexter in. If, if you're looking to turn Dexter in, you turn in the screws right away, yeah. right? Like, you can't, after the fact, be like, you yeah, know, just hold on to these for a little bit. Yeah. Just like, hold on to these a little bit. Um. So, yeah, I don't know. It's just so interesting. Interesting. Um, I'm, I'm totally okay with it. And I like I wrote it off in my own mind by saying, like, look, Matt Daddy's lived here his entire life. He knows like if something goes in that incinerator, the ash was on his jacket, like you put two and two together. That's fine by me. Yeah, the thing that is a little bit funny to me is that Matt Daddy Kurt is saying, like, oh, this is fate, you know, it's just so happens that you showed up and picked me up. But yeah, it is actually fate it wasn't really supposed to happen like dexter wasn't looking to pick up kurt if that never happened like you said then i guess dexter would be home free in this whole situation and kurt would just think dexter's being sketchy about looking into him you know in the molly situation and getting mad at him about harrison and stuff like that 
it's definitely a leap about him killing Matt, but we're there. That's what we're going to deal with. Now, I have a couple things that I want to talk about, and I and it'll probably be more towards the end, but two episodes ago, when we saw the end of the episode where Dexter's actual face was coming out, his obituary was coming out of the fax or scanner, whatever it is, we said that this is endgame shit, or at least that's what I said. And I said, mm-hmm. you know what? Maybe it's not endgame shit because maybe him being Dexter is going to just be a situation between between him and Angela. And then she might either let it go or she dies or something. And I was kind of just letting it go under the rug as maybe it doesn't need to be endgame shit and Dexter can survive this somehow. But now we're getting into some endgame shit here because now Molly is looking into this. Molly's thinking that Dexter's sketchy. We saw in the trailer that Angela's going to start looking into him. And we see in the trailer that the kid that he tried to uh, attack and kill pretty much, it says that he poked him in the yeah. neck with something. And and, and so Angela is going to get into this shit and this is getting into endgame shit. So there's only a couple ways that this can go. This is the end of the series, pretty much. Or Angela has to die and somehow Molly can't find out too much. Somebody has to die. Those are the rules. <laughs> Those are the rules. Yeah, I mean, because... <laughs> I can't see how there's a season two with Angela knowing being a cop and knowing that Dexter is Dexter and also maybe like something sketchy, like a killer or whatever. And I also can't see how she's going to start looking into Dexter's past and looking into Dexter's, you know, what he's been doing and the sketchiness throughout the season without our boy Batista coming back in the picture. How do you not contact Batista on this? I mean, that's exactly what you do, right? You go straight to the source, the one who led you to him in the first place. Yeah, so I, I think that we're leading to an Angela death if if Dexter's going to survive this and not have an endgame situation. Well, let's talk about Angela because she's really impressive. Like she was really digging into the mat stuff, right? J- just for the for the crime of killing that animal, right? She was even passionate about that. She put two and two together that okay, if he's lying about Matt, why? There's obviously something fucking weird about that. Okay, why would he? Why did when exactly did he did he do that? Okay, to call off the search. Where was it going next? I thought that was all really well done. And I, I love it like a detective procedural. So I love that. And I love Angela in the beginning with Dexter. I mean, I thought that was a great scene when he was walking through what happened to her, both on his side and on her side, because mm-hmm. she's not talking to him like an ex-boyfriend. It seems like she's actually compartmentalizing and yep. being like, I'm talking to Dexter now. OK, yeah, like, yep. let's fucking go. And I thought that was a great scene. What did you think? Yeah, this scene with Dexter breaking everything down reminded me of old school Dexter. And we have Dexter back. And when I say Dexter, I mean the show. But really, this season, he's Jim. And we don't have the comfort of old school Dex in Miami being the CSI blood splatter analyst who has all of his normal people to 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 interact with. And he has his stalking. And we know what exactly what he's trying to do the entire season with his kills and and our actual Dexter character. Yes, we have some monologues. Yes, we get inside his head, but he's being somebody else this entire show. So to have him go back in the cave and Angela say, I need Dexter, and then he just starts breaking it down. I was like, damn, I forgot how much I missed our boy. 
Yeah, I mean, her being like Dexter Morgan owes me. Love it. Also, no bedside manner from Dex still. He's like, you're lucky. And she's like, what the fuck? No, what? Like, um, so let's talk about what happened to Iris, because I'm glad it was the same M.O., right? And it is the original shot. I mean, we've seen it. I think they did a cool job of him explaining that he's like, it was my dad. It was my dad, blah, blah, blah. But it was actually him. I'm glad that the flashback was him. You know what I mean? I thought that was cool. And it is the original sin, right? As far as we know, but it seems that way. It seems to be that way. And you Um, needed this. You said you wanted it. You wanted to know why he has this, why he's stuck in this certain compulsion of a way of killing. And you want exactly why it says M.O. It's interesting because really what I wanted to know was and we don't know this yet is how it evolved into taxidermy because she was not taxidermied. She well, was. the cold, yeah. He says the cold kept her or else it would have just been bones because it's 25 years. She was shot in the back and then drugged there from a different location because there wasn't blood pooled. Uh, she was alive still and tried yeah. to crawl herself from out under the rocks. I mean, Iris sounds like a bad bitch. She was a bad bitch from the flashback, but. I still don't understand why he did that. That was nuts. Like he he was being nice to her. He's like, I'm just going to drive you home. And then she's like, no, and gets out and runs away and he shoots her. That's crazy. Yeah, but I don't know. Like, do you think he was actually going to take her home or do you think he was going to do what his dad normally would do? You're right. I mean, that's the thing. Like, that's the thing. Why there's this crazy you were asking for the backstory. So we find out that as a kid, a little kid, Harrison's age when he's a little kid, not when Rita died, but in when he's in the show and he's watching however many nights of his life, his dad beating the crap out of these women, you know, that he's picking up at the truck stops. And, you know, obviously that messed him up. And whether that turned him into somebody who at first was trying to help innocent women, like pick Iris up and take her home. Or if he was just following in his dad's footsteps, I guess we don't really know. It could have gone to one of two ways where he's just he was trying to be nice. And then for whatever crazy ass reason, when she ran away, he was like, Jesus, and, and shot her. Or he was planning on doing what his dad normally did. And then because she was running away, he killed her anyway. I don't really know. But yeah, the Matt Daddy lineage is a long legacy of fucking assholes is what it is. Apparently. I mean, inherited right nature versus nurture whatever it is i <laughs> yeah the taxidermy thing is definitely not answered yet i have no idea where that fits in because you would think that the iris thing is more of like a regretful thing if he was actually trying to do the right thing and then he shot her it's just a it is a really crazy story but I don't know at all where this taxidermy situation is going to come in. And still, where the hell is oil daddy? I cannot believe that we are on episode eight now next for next week and no oil daddy. That's insane. And he has to come back him and Angela or him and Audrey rather have to have some sort of something happen. If he was just a red herring, they shouldn't have showed so much of Matt Daddy's face so obviously early on because that's crazy town. Yeah. Now, going back to the cave, I want to give myself some props because how many episodes ago was it when I said he's going to get caught and then he's going to get exonerated? So as soon as Dexter found the skin and he told her that it's a reach and that it's 25 years old, 
I was like, this shit's getting thrown away. It's not going to work. And I mean, honestly, it actually did work, but he used the story anyway to get through with it. And then the skin wasn't good enough because it was a 66% match, not not 100 or 99 or whatever. And now he's got Dexter's table waiting for him, like like I predicted. You're telling me that I can kill somebody and then blame mom? Apparently. Is that what you're telling me? Yeah. Like, what the fuck? I was so disappointed in that because he's so fucking smug and Angela had him. And then when you just love it when the bad guy asks for a lawyer because you're like, yeah, fucking lawyer up. Brother. And she lost her composure with him. Yeah. And definitely. that's a shame. Um, I thought it was going mean, to be worse for her. Like, I thought she was going to lose it more. And uh, the DA came in in time. I thought it was going to be way worse. And it's I'm, a conflict of interest. She shouldn't have been the one doing it. You right. Know? So yeah, we also find out. Yeah, we also find out that Angela was supposed to go with Iris. They were supposed to be the team leaving and, and running away. And they've been talking about it. And Iris took it very personally that Angela didn't go with her and they had a falling out right before. And that's obviously another reason why Angela feels so guilty because she wasn't she wasn't there to either protect her or die with her. Yeah. Iris says that ex best friend thing to Kurt. So yeah, I know. Right. Yeah. I, I guess they were supposed to just actually leave town like they were skipping town. No they were going to skip town together. They were talking about yeah. it and planning it. And Iris said, I'm in. And Angela said, you know what? I'm not going to do it. And Iris said, I'm going to go by myself. And that's why you know, she was picked up by herself. You know what I was glad about during this Angela and Mad Daddy confrontation and, and interrogation is that finally Angela was like, I checked your phone and your work phone and your cell and yeah. every phone in this town. And there was no calls. So what's up? Like, yep. yeah, like what? And he, she walks him through it. Like, what reason could you have to fabricate the call? Like, And I, I wanted- actually think she screwed up because she started calling him out and that was owning him. And I liked it. But at the same time, if I was her and I already did check all of them, I would have been like, I checked your phone. And he could have said a lie and said, I you called from my office or he called my office. And then she could have been like, oh, really? Freaking liar. I checked. And then he would yeah. be caught on tape lying and then he wouldn't really have had a great chance to give his bullshit story. But she called it all out. And he knew. All right. Check that. Check that. Check that. All right. This is what I got left to work with here. Rich white men, man, they think they could get away with literally fucking anything. Well, all right. Let's talk about the awesome scene where Dexter kills the power and breaks in to the jail or to the police station to talk to Kurt. And this is where he's trying to get the answers of what this titanium screw is and why he's sending it to him. And, you know, we find the reach and the power of Kurt, how he gets some random ass guy to give this screw to Harrison while he's in jail. Dexter, Dexter shows up and he's being Dexter. And I was like, damn, you're pretty much revealing your, who you are to Kurt at this yep. situation, because literally the power goes out. Kurt's asking for who's there, who's there. And Dexter's like, just me and you, bro. And it's like, oh, man, Dex. And so, you know, he's got to have some skills to be able to do that, meaning Kurt has to know that. And then they yeah. have their conversation. And, and Kurt's pretty much like, listen, this jail cell is temporary. I am getting out. And Dexter doesn't realize how powerful Kurt really is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Also, the sheep distraction is so funny. Yeah. The Dex knows if he just lets all the sheep go, then the entire tiny town police station will have to evacuate to go get them. Mm-hmm. Like what a little shit town. I love it. I mean, yeah. not actually. It's a really cute town, but um, 
let's go back a little bit before he's arrested and talk about the coffee shop scene. So we'll get into Harrison completely after this. But so Harrison starting his new job at the uh, truck stop and Dex is being like one, like a overbearing father. But he's really just keeping an eye on him because he's like, oh, shit, whatever. Yeah. Dex is pushing Kurt real bad here. Like, again, it was confrontation. Yeah. 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 I mean, Angela's suspicion later is like, why was he having cake with Kurt at the diner if blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, exactly how it happened could be explained away. Dex is like this fucking guy. I was he I was sitting there having coffee and he ambushed me like, you know what I mean? Okay, so that is fine for when Angela asked Dexter that. But if I was Dexter and I'm sitting there with Kurt and all of a sudden the cops show up, he kind of smiles like, yeah, got you, bro. But I would have been like my head would have been exploding, being like, I got to get out of here. I got to get out of here because it to me, it actually was a, too much of a coincidence that he's just sitting there with Kurt right after all the secret Angela work that he's doing. And right, totally. when they're, you know, but it's easy to explain away. But it's the damage is done because it's going to be something that she uses, meaning Angela and Molly to, you know, reason their way into looking into him deeper because that's just another sketchy thing that happened. But I was just sitting there and I was expecting Dexter to be sitting there, Kurt to sit down. Kurt's kind of being nice at first. And I'm thinking Dexter's going to be like, all right, thanks for the cake. Bye guys. You know, I saw I I lost my shit a little bit and kind of just like put the, the face back on so that there's not too much animosity and they could just keep the cat and mouse pretty secret but instead dexter while kurt's being nice and ready to do that dexter's like nope don't you dare mess with me man shit's gonna hit the fan with you soon well it feels like uh i mean we all we know it's personal but this feels like the trinity killer where like the trinity killer knew where dexter lived like he obviously killed rita you know it's it's way more personal when you feel like someone may be on to you mm-hmm. and they know everything about you. You killed his son. He's obviously what's the best fucking revenge. Kill his son, too. You know Hello, what I mean? Oh, Dexter Morgan. Mm. Yeah. Yes. So I let's, mean, let's keep going. Yeah. Keep, I was no, going to say really quick. We don't need to talk too much about it. We'll get into it more in a second or in a little bit. But I'm a little upset that we had confirmed that Trinity is going to be in like a two episodes or so and it was kind of just a quick cameo for a memory of Harrison's when he said there there little one your dad will be here soon I wanted the Trinity killer to be his dark passenger it doesn't look like we're gonna get that but it was a nice cameo by John Lithgow to give a little bit extra of a dynamic um, different side or viewpoint of that actual scene and that memory from season four Confirmed. We'll we'll dig into it that Harrison, born in blood, just like Dexter, has all the memories. That was an absolutely great scene between the two of them. Harrison is losing it right now. He is on edge. But before we dive into that, two more things on Kurt. One, the whole basement was stripped. Yeah. Right. And that lends to when Dexter is in the cell, dark cell with Matt Daddy. And he's like, you always leave something behind. You can't get rid of everything. You always have something behind. I'm like, Dex, chill. Yeah. Why are you like being a vigilante, but actually showing your face? Where's your mask, brother? Like, you have to be a little. Yeah, that's just waiting for him to be like, yeah, you know what? You always do leave something behind Dexter Morgan or, you know, like that's what I was waiting for. 
Wow, that would have been insane. But yep. then I would need so much explanation on how he could figure that out. Well, I mean, that the thing is, Kurt is super powerful, super rich. I didn't know what the past thing was going to be. Obviously, Kurt is alluding to the fact that he left the titanium screw behind and that's, you know, not everything could be, you know, erased fully. But I was just hoping, I don't know if it would have been too much of a leap and too crazy for him to realize, but I was hoping he was going to say something like, you know, not necessarily be like you're Dexter Morgan, but be like, I personally looked into you and, you know, where have you been since the last 10 years, you know, yeah. blah, blah, blah. Yeah, definitely. So Dexter's going to kill Kurt. I mean, I love that Deb is saying kill Kurt as well. When she's Harrison, a hypocrite, man, because well, she's Dexter. That's the thing. Yes, that's the, that's, that's the cool thing. Even his side that's usually trying to talk him out of it is talking him into it now. That means he's fully unhinged. Yeah, yep. He's full on, I'm killing this guy, I don't fucking care. Because good, I'm sick of Jim Lindsay. We don't need him anymore. Honestly, there's been like a couple scenes where people call him Jim, and I'm like, what the fuck did they just call him? Because like, <laughs> like, you're back to I, seeing him as Dexter again. Yeah. yeah, and I'm like, what the fuck? Hey, I think Jimbo. It was specifically, hey, Jimbo, like last episode, I think I always have closed captionings on, please. You yeah. must. You're insane yeah. if you don't have closed captionings. But I guess I was like looking down or something and I heard it and I was like, what did he just call him? And I was like, oh, Jim. <laughs> that's his name in this town. It's a good name. It's a good name. All right, let's pivot to Harrison. Um, So <laughs> Harrison, when they're eating the breakfast, I just loved it. I thought they were so good at eating exactly the same. There's another scene where he's getting dressed. I think it's. Um, he's putting on the clothes to go to work. And I thought it was Dexter. Mm-hmm. I was mm-hmm. like, oh, Dex is getting dressed. And I was like, I said it out loud. I was like, oh, is that Dex? And I was like, oh, fuck. Like, they're yeah. doing a pretty good job at the parallels between those two. Yeah, Jack Alcott is doing a really, really good job acting like Dexter's son. And he's just such a great casting for this Harrison Morgan character 10 years later. You know, yeah. I'm really enjoying his portrayal of Harrison. And we talked about it last episode. You know, when is Audrey going to start realizing there is a little bit something wrong with Harrison? And yep, there it was. You know, he's acting normal, saying, hey, do you want to hang out? I like you. And she's a little weirded out being like, not necessarily being like, you know, get away from me. But she's like, so you hurt that dude. Yeah. What's the deal? And he just like, all right, never mind. And she's like, wait, wait, wait. And that's all we really see over this entire episode. Yeah. I like that Harrison is really a sweet boy with all these thoughts. You know, he is. He he doesn't want them. He, yeah. yeah. I mean, you can tell from the conversation. Yeah. yeah. You can tell from the conversation that he has when he finally breaks down with Dexter that he doesn't like it, that he feels this way. And he has these thoughts and it kills him even more that he's like saying, and you knew this, too, didn't you? That's why you left me. You know, he's definitely like a kid that doesn't want to be how he is. Like Dexter, when he was how he was, he was just like, I have these urges and I have no feelings and I'm Dexter. And Harry was like, you're a good kid. I'm going to help you. But yeah. it wasn't the same kind of good kid where Dexter was like, I don't want to do this. Like, I don't want to do it. He was killing things, animals, yeah. things like that. And Harry was like, Every other way, I guess you're a good kid, but we need to take care of this killing thing. Yeah. Yeah. That was a really good scene with them. The the big scene. And then when he runs away and Dexter's like, fuck, I got to tell him everything. 
That was super frustrating for me just because he finally breaks down, says says what he needs to say. okay, and you needed this conversation to finally happen. Harrison actually lets it out that he was having dreams and he figures out that they're actually memories of the Trinity killer killing his mom and he's born in blood and it makes him want to hurt people. And Dexter was tailing him like he's been trying to keep him safe. And Harrison goes to use the straight razor and attack these kids and Dexter stops him. And when Harrison lets it all out, Dexter was like trying to figure out what to say. But and the thing that really got him was when Harrison said, you know, you knew this too, didn't you, dad? Like, you knew it and you left me. And that's why, like, there's something wrong with me. And then he's and then he runs to the car. And I was like, Dexter, you chase his ass quicker than you did. He like walked a little bit and then Harrison gets in the car and he's like, damn it. I would have been like chasing his ass down saying, don't get in that car. Like, but of course, to add to the suspense, this conversation is not going to happen until spoiler alert. Dexter gets out of the craziness that he's gotten into with the hired killer. Yeah, no. So Dex gets taken and uh, who for what? What? So, What's happening? Yeah. So the guy that takes Dexter is the same guy that Kurt hired to give the t- envelope to Harrison. And it was interesting to me because when that guy first shows up and Harrison's cleaning his truck and he says, I have some heavy cargo. I'll give you a 20 spot. Help me out. I'm like, thinking this guy's done. a sketch bag and Harris is going to use the blade on him. Mm. And it turned out to be like just kind of a normal, normal interaction until he says, you're Jim Lindsay's son here. Give this to him. And that was it. So I thought, all right, maybe that's the end of it. And then Dexter breaks into Kurt's office and let's take a pause there, because when Dexter breaks into Kurt's office, Kurt had already gotten out of jail at that point. I was literally expecting Kurt to just walk in and show that Dexter's rusty because Dexter didn't know that Kurt was out and he was yep. literally sitting in his office. But instead, he finds that there's a five thousand dollar check paid to somebody. Mm-hmm. And then as he as he gets out, he sees uh, the worker saying that Kurt, Matt, He's daddy's out. out. And then it kind of leads into the Harrison situation. So, you know, this guy, this this contract, the killer has no idea who he's messing with. You know, obviously, our boy is going to take care of it, but he gets taken. The trailer shows you that he's going to be in the back of the truck and there's and he's injured. So it is going to be a big point of episode eight. Dexter getting out of this. But I can't wait to finally see him be able to just unleash on somebody. Oh, yeah. Big time. We need another kill stat. The drug kill was so unsatisfying and and honestly infuriating. It's probably my least favorite thing of the whole new blood series, you know, like the just the whole not showing us how he escapes and whatever. I mean, if he's going to kill someone, I want him to plunge a fucking thing into their chest. Like I need a a hunter's knife through the chest and the breath out of Dexter afterwards (laughs) of of satisfaction or else the eyes closed and the breath through the nose. Yeah. Um. Damn, I actually really loved this episode. I was like enthralled. It ended and I was like, "What? no, like, it was a short episode. On. It was yeah. 43 minutes or something. And you could tell that it was shorter than the other ones. And I was I wanted a lot more. And it, it was by design. They did it on purpose. They did exactly what they needed to do this episode. They revealed everything they need to reveal so far. And they left us with some more suspense. It's just so frustrating that this conversation is finally getting ready to ha- happen between Harrison and Dexter. And now he's taken. 
I want to talk to you because we're pretty much done talking about the episode. Is there anything else specifically? Yeah. That w- so the last thing I wanted to talk about was just the Angela and Molly conversation. Oh, at yeah, the yeah, bar. yeah, yeah. OK, Um, because that was awesome. It's so weird that I'm not always rooting for Dex like I am, but I'm also rooting for Angela and Molly to get their guy as well. And that doesn't necessarily mean Dexter. That means like Mad Daddy. Right. And you've said this a million times. Molly's never going to get Dex for Matt. You know what I mean? I mean, she could now. Now, up until this episode, I would say no. But in this episode is when things are starting to get like, okay, what the fuck? But uh, yeah, I loved this episode. They're so smart. Molly being like, no, there's no way he heard me say that. Can you hear what those two are fighting about? That's insane. And then she's even smart enough to be like he was charging his phone. That to me might have been a little bit of a leap because. Agreed. I thought it was awesome. Like you said that she was like, look, we're sitting at this table right now. And this is exactly where Jim was sitting. How could he have heard us? But the fact that she's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. What if it was like recording? I mean, what if anything? It could have been anything. Literally, it could have been like, what if the bartender told Dexter that five minutes later or something could have been anything, you know, but whatever. Again, they're jumping to things just so we can get to the next point. And like I said, it's endgame shit because now Molly and Angela are thinking for the first time that he's sketchy. You know, obviously, Angela knew that he was hiding something, but Dexter gave a good enough answer where she was like, yeah, you're a piece of shit, but you're not sketchy now. Yeah, yeah. I was waiting for Angela to be like, well, his name is actually. Yeah. Well, and then geez. Molly being like, what the fuck? I did a podcast episode on his dead wife, his dead fucking wife. Oh, my God. That has to come out. Like, how does that? Absolutely. Not... And I mean, geez, literally, because if she says it, that's going to be like, that means that the freaking Harrison that's here is the same Harrison that I talked about, too, on my podcast. Holy shit. What an absolute dream for Molly. She comes here for something completely fucking random in a bumblefuck New York, and it ends up being connected to one of the biggest murder sprees in America and this in this canon universe in Miami, like the serial killer. That is a absolute wet dream for my girl, Molly. And yeah. um, I I think it's endgame too, James. Um, I can't imagine a season two right now, like just fucking end it to an endgame. There's, I love it, but there's no need for a season two. This is the redo. Let's get the ending and let's Clyde, go. Clyde Phillips said that it's going to break the Internet, the ending of this season. OK, he said it's a crazy, crazy ending that's going to be talked about. A lot of people are worried that because there's so many rumors and demand for season two, that we're going to get another unsatisfying ending for this season because it's going to lead into another season, you know, but everybody just wants there to be a satisfying ending. Everybody also wants more Dexter. It's hard to have both things, but it just seems totally like it's end game shit, especially if Angela tells Molly what she knows, because if we get those things that you're saying where she goes, Oh my gosh, I freaking know this guy. Like, I literally talked about him on my podcast. If that comes out and if she talks to Batista and all that, it can't not be endgame because how do you have it come out that he's Dexter and not somehow end it without him, like, getting called or going to jail, whatever it is. If it's still a secret with Angela's side of these things and she dies, typical Dexter kind of situation in the first series where somebody knows his secret and they just are off the map and then he's safe. But you start giving it to more than one person, 
then how is it not Endgame? So listen, Dexter faked his death and anyone old from his life, this would be like a brain explosion type reveal that Dexter's alive, right? Angel, anybody at the precinct, whatever. Angela knowing that it's Dexter and somehow connecting the dots with Molly really isn't that end game unless, of course, Molly takes it to her podcast and then it gets bigger and bigger, and bigger. But like Molly figuring that out shouldn't be such a brain explosion. It's for to be like, he's a murderer. It, it had to be him. Why? Like, well, she shouldn't yeah. be able to put two and two together that he's the fucking Bay Harbor butcher. You no, know what no, I mean? No, like, no, no, I'm like, saying the interesting way is how they would tie that together. And I would pay so much money to see Angel and Dexter interact with the revelation that Dexter's still alive. But when I say endgame, I just mean that the whole situation that Dexter's in that keeps him safe is that people think he's Jim. If it comes out that he's Dexter and he faked his death and blah, 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 whether Molly connects the dots or not, it's just too many people knowing what his, he can't be Jim anymore. He, it, it would it would literally be season two. Uh, hey, I'm Dexter. I'm back. I'm living in New York. But also it would just be literally a full season of him dealing with being Dexter slash what, you know, trying to make sure no one knows he's a killer. I I, I don't know. Yeah, I just don't need that. No, exactly. I don't either. So we had eight seasons of that. I don't need. So now that we're done talking about the episode, we t- we did talk a lot of end games kind of stuff. Let's really quick talk about the fact that along with everything that we just talked about with Molly and Angela and maybe Molly figuring some shit out and Angela looking into it a little bit deeper. And we know Angela will look into it deeper. How do you think this is going to have to go when Dexter does finally tell Harrison, Hey, I am a serial killer and you are not crazy. Well, maybe you're crazy, but we're crazy together. You know, it's, it's something that I was fearing. I left you because I didn't want to give it to you. I didn't want the dark passenger to pass along to you. We didn't know if this conversation was definitely going to happen this season. Like we didn't know if Harrison was going to admit it to Dexter and Dexter was going to say me too, because Deb the whole time was saying, don't admit it. So are we going to get, like I was saying in the books, like a tag team freaking, I'm going to teach you how to be a killer. Just like, Harry taught me or is it not going to really get to happen until the very end of the show anyway? And then they're kind of just going to get to the end game and kill Dexter, put him in jail, whatever it is. What what are you thinking? Okay, so here's my theory. I think that we're not getting it in episode eight. We may get an episode nine or ten. I think maybe like at the very end of episode nine. This is my this is my prediction. They have the conversation. Obviously, Harris freaks the Harrison freaks the fuck out. He's like, what the fuck? One you did this to me. You gave this to me. You got mom killed Two, what the fuck? You're a murderer. All that junk. Then it goes in episode 10 and there's like a mega showdown with Mad Daddy or whoever it may be. And then they have to both kill him together. But it's kind of like a moment where they have to work together, you know, and I think that that is going to be the way it like bridges the gap of like, Okay, sometimes murder is necessary. Yeah. Take justice into your own hands. It's a fine line because it could be anything from the Lumen situation from season five where Harrison's like, I have these urges, but I don't want them. Like Lumen's whole thing was I want to kill Jordan. And then once he's dead, I'm good. And that's why she leaves him. 
and Dexter got obviously upset that he can't, you know, he thought he found somebody pretty much like Hannah two seasons early. And really all she needed to do was get Jordan out of the way. And then she was done with it and she couldn't do it anymore. And she needed to get out of there. I'm not saying that's exactly the situation with Harrison, but will it be one of those things where Dexter kind of like they have that we're going to kill Kurt thing. And Harrison's like, I don't want this. Like you are a killer and you need it and you love it and you do it. And, and if you don't do it, you're freaking out. I don't want to be feeling these things ever since you were a kid, you just acted on them and Harry taught you how to act on them. I want someone to teach me how to not act on them. So F you, I'm wondering if that's going to be the situation that pops up. That sounds good too. I mean, I think he has to be like the antithesis of Dexter, right? I mean, not completely antithesis because he still has the urges, but I don't think he's going to be exactly the same as Dexter because he's not. We've talked about it all the time. He's, he feels all the feelings. Dexter feels none of the feelings except for one, which is murder. Yeah. So uh, an, yeah. Inter- an interesting ending might be something where maybe they do both kill Kurt. The Harrison revelation comes up that he says, I don't want this, you know, everything that I just said. And then Dexter has his revelation that maybe it is better off with me just going to jail and getting out of Harrison's life. And instead of me helping him be a killer, someone actually help him to live his life as a normal person. And maybe that could be the ending of the show where Dexter's caught. He's in jail. Like everyone thought he would have to be at some point. That was what the rumored ending for Clyde Phillips was going to be. And then Harrison's ending would just be hopefully getting help and getting better. And then if that's the ending at the end of the episode, it'll just be like Michael Seale's actor being like, you guys, murdering's never cool. Yeah. That, that's what this season was about. Don't kill people. Get help. Here's the murder hotline yeah. at 1-800-DON'T-MURDER. I'm Michael yeah. C. Hall. See ya. <laughs> I'm Michael C. Hall, and I support this message. Again, nobody wants an ending for Dexter. Everyone likes it to keep going. Now that we have them back, we want more and more and more. And there's a chance that we only have three more episodes, but that's just probably how it needs to be if we want an actual good ending to this show. All right. Take us away. Take us away. All right. All right, y'all. That was episode seven of Dexter's New Blood, Skin of Her Teeth. We are Binchtown TV. If you like what you heard, give us a follow on Twitter and Instagram at Binchtown TV. Check out our website at BinchtownTV.com. We've got a lot of cool links, specifically our Patreon. We've got cool um, episodes dropping monthly. We talk about literally anything under the sun. Uh, So go check us out if you want to support the pod. Uh, We'll be back next week with episode eight. We only got three more left. Can't wait to see Hannah McKay. Okay. (laughs) We are Binchtown TV. And all I got to say. Listening. And all I got to say is that the new blood logo every single episode, more blood goes further down the new blood ice. Really? It's so jarring. That freaking thing is so like someone made that on clip art. Yeah, it does seem like it. It's like, oh, my God, blah, 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 something dramatic. And then all all of a sudden it's like clip art. Yeah. Like, okay. <laughs> Who made this? Who? What high school like um competition did you enter to make this fucking title sequence? Anyway, we love you. <laughs> and by the way, thanks for listening. You betcha. Thanks for listening. You betcha. You're listening to the Geekscape Network.